0: All right. A big afternoon of travel with uh, travel guide, Sally Lucas. Good afternoon. Sally, one of my favourite parts of the world you're going to today. Oh, the Mississippi you're talking Absol- about, not Absolutely, aren't you? yeah.
1: Yeah, and the Huon Valley, complete opposites in Tasmania. Right. Well, Dennis was
0: excited about that.
1: He was. He was. He like- was. I mean, it's the complete antithesis of mm. the Mississippi, but it's mm. a beautiful part of the world as well.
0: Get you on a trip around the country and around the world with uh, Sally Lucas for Talking Travel and a few little mysteries, Sally, you'd like to clear up for us in the travel world.
1: Yeah, and why not? And you've probably looked at your luggage tag at an airport one day and sent a three-letter code on it and think, what the hell does that mean? Mm -hmm. Now, some are obvious. SYD is Sydney, M-E-L's Melbourne, P-E-R's Perth, BNE es Brisbane. That even still is fairly obvious. H-B-A's Hobart. But you look at MSY, where would you think MSY would be? MSY. Anywhere in the world, not here, just here. Um,
0: No freaking idea. New Orleans. New Orleans is M-S-Y.
1: Toronto and Canada, YYZ.
0: Okay, so these obscure ones, how do they end up that way?
1: Well, I guess they run out of letters that are too similar. So IATA, yeah, okay. the International Air Transport Association... Uh, well, they yeah, just
0: assign them, do they? They assign,
1: <laughs> like, for example dad, D-A-D, is Da Nang in Vietnam. Mm. So it's got the D-A there, but yeah. maybe there was another had D-A-N or B-R-R is Borough in Scotland, Shetland Island. But like you take this airport, for example, Governor Governador Andre Franco Montoro International. Now, imagine trying to put that in <laughs> Sao Paulo, but the three-letter code or its acronym is G-R-U. So... Just to let people know, they, the IATA has to come up with a three-letter code that we all understand within the industry, anyone in the airline industry, the travel industry, we, we, we talk in yeah. code. You know, yeah, it's, yeah, it's but it, you know, it's like a shorthand, I suppose, for, for all the different airports. So maybe that's a little mystery that I've helped you with today that you wonder what some of these funny three-letter codes are on your bag.
0: I reckon that's about, what, three months' worth of training just to get <laughs> get up to speed on some of those.
1: It is too. Mm-hmm. Now, another one is number four is considered um, unlucky in China because it sounds like the word for death. And that's why that is. So they don't have a fourth floor in some buildings and so on. So
0: this is why some places don't have a 13th floor. But exactly.
1: Yeah. In Western, yes, mm. our civilization, it's the number 13. So, but the only number the airlines really care about is the ticket price, and that's got nothing to do with superstition. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> and another one, like someone said, like, there's a question here. I'm not going to necessarily answer it, but it's really weird. But why are there still ashtrays in aircraft toilets? And some of them do, some of them don't. But, mm. you, you know, you just think, well, yeah, well, why you are not allowed to smoke on a plane? You're not even allowed to vape. But no. they just say they have done it because careless smokers do still. So at least if they put the ashtray there, it's going to stop a fire. Fair hope. enough.
0: Okay, because my mind was, well, maybe there are a few older planes, older actual flames it around or they just haven't updated the, the decor yeah. I would say. Well, but that's if that's not the
1: case not not necessarily no. and another one is why is tipping so frowned upon in Japan and if you know in America they earn mm-hmm. poor wages and so tipping is just a, a way of life it's
0: just part of it yeah. but
1: in Australia we don't like to tip because we generally we are on r- relatively good wages by comparison I will only tip personally if I've had exceptional service and and then I I will, Mm. but I I don't tip automatically in Australia. But like in Japan, it's actually, yes, they're considered that they're paid a sufficient enough wage that they do not require tips to supplement, but it's also cultural as well. It's just considered impolite. So you don't need to tip in Japan, which is a good thing. Yeah, I'm
0: happy to be considered if Someone wants to give me some extra money, <laughs> I'm going to take that money. And this is
1: a funny one. Why can't I take a coconut on a passenger aircraft? Well, mm. it's one of the items listed on IATA's Dangerous Goods Register because copra or dried coconut meat is flammable.
0: Fair enough. I'll buy that.
1: So yeah. there you go. And the other one is, why do cruise lines still waste a good bottle of champagne when launching ships? So why don't they just get out the Asti or the, the you che- know, the old a, p- Palfrey b- Pearl or something cheap port or something. instead of the Mowie or something? Well,
0: look at it this way: if you've spent all that money to 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 get this you know vessel, I mean, I, if, I you, if you can't spring for a bottle of bubbly at the other end, you know, I mean, what what's the interest for a payment on that loan?
1: Well, I'll tell you something that well, it's not really funny, but it's just interesting. There was no champagne bottle smashed against the hull when the Titanic was launched. See? They See? should have done it. It wasn't part of the White Star Lines tradition. So there you go. Why do you always board a passenger aircraft from the left side? Yeah, dunno. Well, in the early days of aviation, the aircraft would taxi close to the terminal building to load and unload passengers and the captain sits in the left hand seat. Mm-hmm. Right, So it was much easier for him or her to judge the wind clearance on that side and also the loading of cargo and refuelling so that, you know, there wasn't the communications like we have today. Mm-hmm. So he could keep an eye on what was happening.
0: And at this point, why change it, right?
1: And the other one I love, why is coffee in America almost always awful? There's no almost about it. It's always it's awful. Oh, coffee in America is disgusting. It sits Dish there and it brews. It's mm. dishwater. But they they must like it. I mean, they drink it, but there you go. Mm. But I think we're coffee snobs now, aren't we?
0: Yeah, I think that's, uh, in the last couple of decades, very much so.
1: Yeah, yeah. So look, they're just some interesting little bits and pieces there I thought that people might like like to know. Or the other thing is, why do um, nearly every hotel bed and bathroom have all white sheets and towels?
0: Oh, easy to spot the stains. That's got to be it, yeah. right?
1: Well, it's it's hygiene. Yes, mm. and also. It looks good. Crispness, white, mm. gives you that impression that everything's fresh and crisp.
0: It's so we can spot the stains, maybe. And so
1: they can <laughs> bleach them if they have to. If you can't do that with coloured sheets, can you? <laughs> <laughs> they start out a colour and they eventually end up white. Oh, dear. Now, and lastly, why don't Japanese streets have names? Because they're identified by blocks and not streets. So each block has a number and that number will apply to three or four streets that make up a block. Confusing, so you'll probably need your GPS. But it is confusing.
0: Well, it'll take you to the block. <laughs> the rest is up to you, yeah, right?
1: Exactly right.
0: To any RFM's Talking Travel, our travel guide Sally Lucas is here uh, solving some of the travel mysteries a couple of minutes <laughs> back. Sally, now heading to – if I had to leave Australia, if Australia banned me, I think this kind of part of the world is where I might –
1: yeah, the, Where be you'd contender. be in your happy place. There'd be a contender. Okay. Well, this is the Mississippi. I mean, the mighty Mississippi. It is a mighty river, as we all know. And, of course, it's home to so much of the um, history, you know, of America's heartland and the South. You know, mm. it's, it's got so much to offer. And the American Queen Company, they run a series of voyages and have a series of beautiful vessels um, that have just Made to look like old world, you know. They're mm. still the timber, that exactly as they were, but they're they new, and you've got all the luxuries you get in a in a newer vessel. So you can do the, these cruises between New Orleans, which is called the Big Easy, and Mark and I just had to look up why it was called the Big Easy, but because it's got a very laid back lifestyle and attitude compared to New York, where they apparently run around and chase themselves. So well, both of those are pretty much correct. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, the Big Easy. So you're doing this between New Orleans and Memphis, and it is a paddle paddle. wheel steamer, so you've still got the old paddle wheel, that wonderful old world charm, but with all the new modern comforts as well. Now, when you do one of these cruises, they actually include everything. You get a pre-cruise hotel stay in Memphis with breakfast before you start on the cruise, You get all your meals on board, of course, which is using whatever the local cuisine is of the area and local produce. All your beverages included, both alcoholic and non-alcoholic. Live entertainment as well from award-winning performers. And, of course, you get excursions in every port included. So, really, it's unpacked once Mm. and that's it. You're not putting your hand in your pocket for any extras. How nice is that?
0: That's always a good thing, isn't it? Because, I mean, let's be honest, when you go travelling, you can get a bit, um, carried away is the wrong word, but you get in the spirit of where you're at and you think, yes. oh, I'll buy, but if, if all of these basics are there, you know, well, it's just you're spending money, that's all you know. the well, rest Well, for, for,
1: for us ladies, we ladies, we can then just buy a little piece of jewellery or something with the money we've saved by not having to buy all the meals and the wine.
0: Yeah, did you just, I heard <laughs> how you tried to sneak that one, just a little piece of, just what, 50, 60 bucks? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> oh, now, now, Mark. And again, I bought a $400 jacket while travelling and I've never worn, so <laughs>
1: It looks terrible. <laughs> okay, so we're enjoying the finest of the southern cuisine, as I was mentioned, and also they play music, which is sort of the uh, sort of the rhythms of the jazz age. So you're getting in that sort of mindset of where you are, the sort of place you're in. But of course, as we've mentioned, you're filled with profound history, of course, and you're going to Baton Rouge which is one of the other places, Natchez, uh, Cleveland, and also don't forget out of Memphis. Who have we got? The Elvis' is yep. The King's Graceland, so you've got that as well. You do go to places like Beale Street, the Blues Music Hall of Fame, as I just mentioned, Graceland, the Memphis Music Hall of Fame, the Rock and Roll Museum, Sun Studio and more in Memphis. Baton Rouge, it's steeped in rich history, and so you're doing a lot there to you walk along the river path. You can do all sorts of things you want to there. And then there's another one where they feature an exclusive port at a place called Not Away. N-O-T-T-O-W-A-Y, not away. And what they have there is the largest standing pre-Civil War era mansion in the South. So That's you're really cool. going back in history there, aren't you? So, yeah, look, if you've never you know done the Mississippi or it's been on your bucket list, this would be a wonderful thing to do. It's only nine days. Um, so it's, they're open for bookings at the moment for 2024 mm. if you're interested on the American Queen and be something lovely to include in your holiday. And closer to home, I just thought we'd quickly mention something totally different. Beautiful part of Tassie that I love, as you know, Mark. I, I do love Tassie. Very
0: much so, yeah.
1: Um, secrets of the Huon, they're saying. So when you get to the Huon, they're really hamlets. And I was just seeing the other day what, what is a hamlet? I think it might have been on a quiz show or something. What makes a hamlet a hamlet? What is it missing? I think it was mm. a post office, a bank, a church, or a school. No one got it right. <coughs> it's a church. So it can only be called a hamlet if it doesn't have a church. Isn't that interesting? That's in England, though. Yeah,
0: well, there were things that sort of say, this is what qualifies you to be a this, so that's the thing
1: for that. Yeah, but whether it's the same in Tassie, but they call them hamlets, and look, they are tiny towns there that dot the valley down there, Huonville, Signet, Franklin, Jeeveston, Dover, and you've got to remember, this region, there's only just just starts about 45 minutes south of Hobart, you know what I mean? So, Um, and once you get down there, it's delightful. Like, I bought the most beautiful um, jewellery box, not jewellery, that was made of Huon pine, like all handmade, and it Jeeves, and they've got all these beautiful wood turners making this. You know, you can take home a piece that's part of Aussie. It's lovely. It was yeah. just beautiful, and I, I love it to death. It's just wonderful, and you've got lots of lovely little restaurants have gone in down there now, and a lot of them are either on the on the banks of the Huon River, like Franklin is. Or it's it's just you're in another world. You know, it really is. It's it's one of the prettiest parts of Tassie, I think, as well. And so, if you haven't done or gone as far south as going down the Huon Valley, which is down past Port Arthur, going down into that area, it is absolutely delightful. All of Tassie is, as far as I'm concerned, but this area. And it was also where the um, gourmet farmer used to have his um, farm that you could fa- what's it called. Um, Fat Pig Farm. Oh, okay. Matthew Evans, he used to have the television show and then he used to, but he doesn't have the restaurant anymore. But you get the, the scallop pies, the cider. They're famous for their scallop pies. There's lovely walks you can do down there. They've got a treetop walk. There's, there's wineries and just so many arts and crafts mm. and art, artisanal people down mm. there, you know, that it's, it's just a lovely part of Tassie to go to where they're still living the very simple life.
0: Look, there are a couple of things very opposite to each other, but uh, certainly a lot of relaxing on these tours, Sally. Absolutely, that's what what we need to do. To a new RFM 103.7, as we uh, almost ready to wrap things up, we're talking travel. uh, Travel expert Sally Lucas is over here pouring through some of the hot deals that are around this week at the moment, Sally.
1: Absolutely, and I think... I know the weather's been pleasant lately, but we all still like to think about getting out of winter and getting back into some warmth. Yeah. So this is an exclusive package with um, to Port Douglas, which is another one of my favourite little Aussie destinations. Um, return flights to Cairns are included in this. Five nights at Port Douglas in a Superior Four Star Hotel. Breakfast daily, three lunches, a couple of morning teas and an afternoon tea, a full-day Daintree, Cape Tribulation Tour, which is fabulous, a full-day a full gourmet food and wine, small group tour, uh, uh, Great Barrier Reef cruise with lunch for a whole day, luxury sunset cruise with canopies and drinks, a wildlife watching river cruise, gourmet lunch at the Australian Platypus Park, cheese, wine, and chocolate tasting, a wildlife keeper experience so that you can go in and meet an animal, depending mm-hmm. on which one is at a wildlife habitat, and you get uh, personalised return airport transfers. Ex Sydney, that all starts from under nineteen hundred dollars, all of that cool. included. Mm. That is really good value for money. So just keep that one in mind for a bit of warmth. Um, There are various different departures which you'll need to check with your travel agent. Um, Now, there's another here 15% off. Colette is a company who operates tours all around the world. So long as you book by 11 September, so it gives you a little bit of a lead in, and you're travelling between January and next year and May 2025 so it gives you a long totally time. We're talking that far ahead already. Yeah, 15% off on a range of their Europe tours and 10% off their North American tours so keep that up as well if you're travelling. We also mentioned um, there's some lovely cruises happening. There's a 14 day cruise visiting 14 ports on the Norwegian sky on the Caribbean in February next year. Prices on that start from under $3,000 per person. Now Lindblad Expeditions which is a company in conjunction with with National mm-hmm. Geographic, which run all these wonderful expedition-style cruisings, they're giving end-of-year savings of 25% off all their 2023 departures that have got vacancies on them to any of their cruises, so that's wonderful. That's also pretty good, yeah. Yeah. Now, the Mississippi, we talked about that, Mark. Oh, we're going to talk about it again. Well, you can, I thought I'd better give you an idea of the cost on that one. So we mentioned all the inclusions uh, just a moment ago. So that starts from around about $5,000 per person. So that's pretty good value for money. Now, if you were to book before next week, and I know that might not happen by next Thursday, they're offering a free category stateroom or suite upgrade as well on that if you want to jump in early. Now, some great rail journeys. A lot of people love their rail journeys and it is a nice way to sit back Relax and chill out. There's a top to toe of Italy, which has got savings of up to fourteen hundred dollars per couple. So you're travelling from Venice all the way through to Lucca, Pisa, Florence, Siena, Rome, Naples, Pompeii, Sorrento, Amalfi Coast, Salerno, and then you get down to Sicily as well on that one. So that's that's really wonderful. Savings of up to fourteen hundred per couple. March to October are the departures next year. There's a trans American rail journey as well. If we're going back to America again with the same sort of savings on that, it's a 17-day itinerary with uh, departures also from May to October that starts in San Francisco, finishes in New York, and you're going through like Vegas, Flagstaff, etc. All the ways, to one Chicago, etc. Niagara Falls. So that's a great one. And Japan, a nice one through Japan, a 12-day again with savings of 1400. Departures marked to October next year, doing some wonderful rail journeys throughout Japan. And you know what? If you've ever seen their trains, they are absolutely magnificent. Um, so that would be a real experience.
0: The the people with the white gloves that are there to get you on and off. Yeah,
1: well, you don't get, well, you won't get shoved on and off totally on that one. That's so a no, a bit different from the, and, the regular the, commuter the, trains. The regular commutes, <laughs> where they often, they do, they squeeze in as many as they can. Um, and this is another one, Edinburgh, the Highlands and Islands. So you're actually doing this out of Edinburgh, but you're going into the Isle of Mull, Oban, Glasgow, Fort William, um, Kyle of Loch Alsh, Inverness, some Loch Ness, of course, to see Nessie, etc. Yep,
0: absolutely <laughs> got to do that.
1: Yeah, so, and also the Hurtigruten, they've got up to 25% sent off the second guest on their North Cape Express uh, itinerary from Oslo with departures 23, 24. And if they don't, the Northern Lights, we've mentioned this, don't appear during the actual Northern Lights season, you get your second six- or seven-day cruise for free.
0: So there are some folks that will probably be like, I'm happy to be away on the holiday. No, I don't
1: need – that's not them. That's not them.
0: Cruise for free.
1: (laughs) Also, you can enjoy a private balcony cabin for the price of an inside cabin. Now, that's, mm. that's a big lift. This is on Cunard on their cruises, available until 15 September with extra money to spend on board as well on a range of their cruises, uh, Tasmania, San Francisco to Sydney, Sydney to Southampton, that's 55 nights, that's a long one, and an Alaskan cruise of 11 nights on all their queens, the Elizabeth, the Victoria, etc. So that's good good value for money as well. And that's about it, Mark.
0: I think that's enough to get ahead head around for today. <laughs> Particularly some we've got to book by next Thursday. So oh, you have to
1: rush for that one. Right. If you want the upgrade, that is. You can, you can book after then if you just want the cruise, but if you want the upgrade on the Mississippi. Got
0: to keep that American in mind. Queen. Yes. All right, Sally, a lot of a great deals there. Big talking travel today. Thank you for your time. We'll catch you next time you are here.
1: Thank you, Mark.